All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. Happy Friday. What's going on? It's the uh, Friday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga flying solo with you. As you can see, you clearly no Jay Rosehill, who, as mentioned, is a firefighter. That's right. He has a real job. So uh, don't fret. Three hits with Rosie. If you've missed it the first time we did it, uh, we'll be coming along in about five or seven minutes from now. Pretty much designed for whenever Rosie can't be on with us. He'll give us like three hits. So it's around three, four minutes, uh, his thoughts. And as we know, a pretty big weekend ahead here for the Maple Leafs, a back-to-back. I'll get into the Shalgren conversation later on, but they're home to Boston on Saturday in Carolina to take on the Hurricanes coming up on Sunday. Also, don't forget to subscribe, smash that like button, leave us a review. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest. And as per usual, there's always so much happening. So if you have comments, concerns, questions, uh, pretty much anything you want to get off your chest, as you see down below here on YouTube, uh, give it to me and I'll bring it up uh, a bit later on here on the show, maybe even with Jackie Red coming up. Uh, that's right. And in about 10 minutes from now from the NHL Network and WWE, Jackie Redman, a noted Leafs fan, by the way, will drop by. We'll get her thoughts on this. Uh, I guess you can call it turbulent start. Yeah, you can. Uh, I know they won against Philadelphia the other night and the uh, the big conversation in these parts is uh, about Austin Matthews and certainly we'll get to that too. But we're going to touch every base here with Jackie coming up in about 10, so don't miss that. And certainly, I think when you look at the wrestling perspective, you look at the least perspective, there's no shortage of things to touch on. But first, let's get over the boards. 
And so, as mentioned, for the second straight weekend, the Toronto Maple Leafs playing in a back-to-back. Uh, let's hope it went better than last weekend. And unfortunately, it's two tougher opponents. Last weekend, it was Los Angeles and Anaheim. This time around, well, how about the Boston Bruins? <laughs> They've won 10 of 11 games to start the season. That's the home game coming up on Saturday. And yeah, on Sunday, the Carolina Hurricanes, who are 7-2-1. and one. So that's right. Combined records of 17-3-1. and one. That's what they're looking at. Uh, starting this weekend but certainly as we segmented uh, the schedule we knew it was going to be pretty tough in the month of November I think the favorable thing for this this Leafs team nine of the 15 games on home ice and as mentioned they took care of business back on uh, back on Tuesday excuse me or back back on Wednesday excuse me against the Philadelphia Flyers a 5-2 win John Tavares was unbelievable in that game and they need more of that. Um, certainly the big story going into tomorrow's game, too, will be the activation off injured reserve for uh, Timothy Lilligren, underwent a hernia surgery in the offseason. So that's a big-time boost. And as you see in the thumbnail, you know, how much of a difference maker can Lilligren truly be in the grand scope of things for this Maple Leafs team? I think you're sadly mistaken if you, th- if you think he's going to be some sort of savior. Like, I think he's a really good depth guy. I think at bits and pieces throughout his early career, he's played around 75 career games in the NHL. You see there on the graphic, 74. He's shown spurts and abilities to play up the lineup, but he hasn't been a mainstay. He struggled with consistency, which happens a lot for young defensemen, by the way, in the NHL. So I'm not going to sneeze at that fact, but I think if people think this guy is going to be a savior, come in and stabilize things, I just think you're sadly mistaken. If anything, I think he has the opportunity to be a guy that elevates himself right away in the lineup. And maybe right away it starts on Saturday playing with, say, a Morgan Riley. Because my expectation, at least, I know the proper decision would be taking Justin Hall out of this lineup, but it's not going to happen. The other move would be Victor Mete, who I thought pretty decent so far um, in the handful of games that he's had the opportunity to play in. I think he's looked pretty decent. But I I think it's very, very likely at this point in time that it's going to be Mete that comes out of that Leafs lineup, it's going to be Lilligren that comes in on Saturday. And I think there's the opportunity, clearly, distinctly for him to step into a top four look right away. Uh, But that's going to be the major question for me is, can he be a difference maker? I'm not saying an all-star by any stretch. Um, I think you have to temper your expectations with this type of player. Again, has struggled with consistency throughout his uh, early NHL career. But can he be an upgrade over Giordano? Can he be an upgrade over Rasmus Sandin? Um, can he be an upgrade over Justin Hall? Um, excuse me. Those are the questions I think surrounding, um, you know, what Timothy Lilligren can bring to the table from from the Maple Leafs perspective. So that's one of the things I'm looking at. I'll get to Shulgren. I'll get to um, Ilya Samsonov later on. It's a back-to-back. We know how the analytics community feels about that. But for now, as I teed up off the top, let's get three hits with Rosie. Hey guys, number one hit I'm starting off with today. Austin Matthews, there's tons of talk about whether he should have fought or whether he started all of that and was asking for it and then backed down. All that seems kind of crazy to me. I think he handled himself perfectly. Konechny went right after him purposefully. And instead of diving or falling down and grabbing your face or looking up for the ref like we've seen guys in this league do, he gives him a chop hard right over the laces which is a stinger then gives him a little bit of a spear almost and then two shots also and then you know by that time the boys are jumping in already and then when they got they when they got loose again and he came at him again Austin was the first one to give him a shot too before bunting went and, and jumped on there and 
how could you ask any more out of the guy? Like, that's perfect. Some guy's coming at you. We don't want you to fight him for crying out loud. You re-injure your wrist and all of a sudden you're out for another five weeks. Last thing anything in Leaf, anyone in Leaf Nation wants to see. So I think it all went down amazing. Um, number two thing is kind of this foregone conclusion that goalies all of a sudden can't play back-to-back nights. I believe Samsonov is only going to play one of them tonight, either Saturday or this weekend, rather, Saturday or Sunday. And I just don't understand why you can't play back-to-backs as a goalie. Think of like a defenseman who's playing 28 minutes a night. He's literally blocking shots also. He's smacking himself and others against the boards. He's a workhorse out there. And after the game, you know, he does his thing and he wakes up in the morning and he's got another one to play. It's not even it's not even on the possibility sheet that that guy doesn't play, but it's not even a possibility that a goalie can play back-to-backs. I realize you only have one of them and they're, and they're very valuable, but whoa, who says they're made of porcelain all of a sudden? Why do you think that the risk for injury goes up just because it's a back-to-back night? Think if a goalie plays one night, is feeling good, gets, you know, a ice tub at the end of the game, does some electrolytes, does his stretching routine, wakes up in the morning, he's ready to play again. This is the first week in November, and these guys are professional athletes who treat their bodies like bloody temples. You know, you need him to get, you know, hopefully four points this weekend. Maybe you get three and have a great weekend, but... I mean, nothing against Schalgren by any stretch. Good goalie with a good future ahead of him, and he's developing, and I wish he'd, he'd got his first win yet, but he hasn't, and I don't think now's the time to try to give him that. Play your number one goalie back-to-back and try to get as many points as you possibly can. I need to ask Mike McKenna or someone why that's not on the table anymore. I'm sure a guy of, of his era would have played three and threes in their day, and he did just fine. Last thing, speaking of the weekend, huge weekend for the Leafs right now. Saturday, you got Boston. Sunday, Carolina. Both premier teams right now, especially especially Boston. But at least we're riding high after that Wednesday game against Philadelphia. I think the guys really were able to channel into what they need to do to start playing good hockey. Hopefully, it was resilience. It was passion. They had the energy and the effort. Obviously, on the tails of Johnny T, he led the way, no question. But things are starting to happen, hopefully. And the thing is consistency. Can this team channel that kind of play at will? Because if they're going to go deep in the playoffs, anyone that does is able to find their game when they need to. And hopefully this weekend is big for Leafs Nation for putting some building blocks together and starting to be able to figure out who they are. I'm hoping four points, obviously. But wouldn't three be nice? That That's my goal is to get three points on this weekend. I think that'd be incredible against two huge teams. Statement weekend here, Leafs Nation. Let's do it. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You got to love that. And the uh, firehorn sounds as well for Jay Rosehill, uh, really putting things into perspective for the Maple Leafs coming up this weekend again against the Boston Bruins, against the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, producer Alex, do we have Jackie? We will have Jackie Redmond on here momentarily, uh, but certainly I think when you look at the Maple Leafs perspective, I think uh, I think Rosie hit the nail on the head as we welcome in today's guest from the NHL Network and WWE. It's Jackie Redmond. Jackie, what's going on? What's up, buddy? Last time I That's saw so you, we were on like a 12 hour outing in New York City. Yes, we were. Should we explain this first and foremost? So I went to New York City for the very first time as a grown ass man, 33 years of age. And good old Jackie Redmond takes me under her wing and we go on the pub crawl of all pub crawls. 12 hours later, I finally got back to my hotel. Yeah, don't lie. It was, it started out as a brunch. Me, you, Lauren Gardner, Avs fans know her well. Um, that's what happens in New York, you know, the city that never sleeps. You, you think you're going out for brunch and that's it. And next thing you know, you're out all day and night. My lasting memory of that day was that TikTok spot. Do you remember it where people were lined up to get like a croissant or something like that? What was that? Yeah, there's a TikTok croissant um, that has taken TikTok by storm in New York City and people line up around the block for it. And, you know, it looks, I've never had one because I'm not willing to wait in the line. Like I, I don't have the patience, so. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty similar to me when it comes to like going out here in Toronto. If I have to wait in line, I'm, I'm not staying. Like I'm just moving on <laughs> yeah. to the next establishment. Uh, so Jackie, point, you know, like I don't wait anymore. Yeah. Even for food, like there's no way, unless it's like a world renowned restaurant, I will certainly do it. But uh, thank you so much for making some time. You're the busiest broadcaster I've ever seen in my life. Like how many different things are, are you doing on a daily basis now? Well, I have three jobs. So I've got um, NHL Network, of course, and then I do uh, games for TNT, which has been and exciting, but crazy because I always do West Coast games for them and NHL Network is on the East Coast. So I literally take a red eye, do the game, take a red eye back. It's, it's wild, but I love it in this sick kind of way. Um, and then, of course, WWE Network, and then I have to keep up on social media, so I'm trying to juggle Instagram, Twitter, Be Real. Don't follow me on Be Real. I'm terrible on there, but... <laughs> Why every time we talk, it gets to that conversation about Be Real? I don't know if you remember this from our boozy know. brunch that turns into 12 hours later, but Be Real is always a topic of conversation with you. Well, because it's what the kids are doing these days, you know? I'm trying to stay cool. I'm trying to stay with it and be real. It's tough because I get the notifications and I'm usually doing one of two things. I'm either in a gym or I'm in the studio and I'm like, am I just going to post the same picture every single day of me doing the exact same things? I don't know. I think you're onto something. Um, you talk about the kids. You're a Swifty. I know this from your Instagram post. That anti-hero song, it's on repeat right now. I won't lie. I'll come out clear and say that. So my question to you, 
which Taylor Swift song would best represent, describe life as a Toronto Maple Leafs fan? I have three options in my world, at least, because I, I did some deep digging for this interview. Ooh. Shake It Off, Bad Blood, or Wildest Dreams? Um. Okay, I, I didn't know we were going whole catalog here. though. So those are my options. <laughs> Shake It Off, Bad Blood, and what was the third one? Wildest Dreams. But you can go anywhere with this. You're the Swifty. You know, I think shake it off is a good option because we've had to shake off a lot of really embarrassing, ah, sad losses over the years, especially of late in the last decade. Um, so shake it off is is a solid, solid choice, I would say. Um, but Thank for you. me as a yeah. female, I think mad woman is a great choice too because I'm just constantly mad at this team. In no, the it, most loving way. Yes, yes. And it's funny you bring that up because you know that feeling, like that game seven feeling from like a decade ago where they blew that 4-1 lead to Boston? Doesn't it seem like you get that feeling over and over again every time they outdo themselves? You lose to a Zamboni driver, you lose to Anaheim. It seems like it happens like three or four or five times a year. But is it just me, you know, saying that as somebody who watches the Leafs religiously? Does this happen every team, Jackie? Um, I, I do think every team has bad losses, but I'm not quite sure every team has bad, embarrassing losses consistently. Um, hot take though, the Zamboni driver loss, like doesn't really bother me that much. Like it never has, like it was a funny story. I'm I know, I know, but it just was like, okay, this is just kind of a funny thing that happened in the regular season. It's it's whatever it was the david ayers game good fairs and it didn't bother me that much people love to bring that one up when they're when they're coming down hard on the leafs like they lost to a zamboni driver i just think it's kind of funny i i didn't really bother me even in the moment really trust me so as you remember i used to be the leafs radio host in sportsnet 590 the fan i was at the game and I could not believe it. Uh, in fact, I went right to my betting account and I'm like, I'm hammering the Leafs. There's no way they lose this game. Like this is comparable to like a beer league goalie. I kid you not coming into the game and beating a professional hockey team, not just any professional hockey team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. So while you have that stance, I could not believe my mind because the Leafs were so tentative to shoot on this guy because they felt bad about it. Well, here's the thing. I don't know that that's the case. Now, first of all, okay. don't get me wrong. It's crazy that it happened. An amazing, wild, jaw-dropping story, right? But it's hockey. Like, there's so much randomness and chance and whatever involved in hockey. And you have to, like, the team in front of David Ayers that night was a pretty good hockey team. <laughs> Right. So like yeah. they really sheltered him in that game. So yes, okay. it's not, the, it's not, not embarrassing. It just doesn't bother me. It's not something, let me rephrase it all. This is the take. It's not something that when I think about the devastation or heartbreak of the last 10 years for the Leafs, it's not something that makes like my top five. Okay. It just doesn't. Well, it's a, it's a long list, uh, but that's why I like you, Jackie. You're level-headed because I'm like the opposite. Problem. Yeah, exactly. That is the real. That in lies the problem. Um, you're level-headed. I'm just crazy. Like one loss to Arizona, I was losing my shit. But I'm sure you've kept tabs on the media shit storm here. They're going nuts, calling for everybody's head. Uh, what did you make of the, the first month of the season? Were you also going crazy? Oh, yeah. I was being dramatic for sure. Because Good. it's not like the Leafs just had a had a, you know, 
tough start to the season. They're losing to teams that they should be laying the smackdown on, right? Like teams that they should just be walking in and wiping the floor with. And I think for Leafs fans, especially, it just hit harder this year because it's not early. Like it's year six, it's year whatever it is. It's not, we've seen this story. And when you think about, you know, the loss in the playoffs to Montreal, right? Blowing the 3-1 series lead. The loss last year, like, yeah, is better, but you still lost in the first round. You didn't get out of the first round. So for fans, it's like, how can you come into another season and not just show up guns a-blazing, trying to prove yourself and just dominate um, the league from day number one, especially against the Arizonas, the Montreals, because who, where, where do you need to find motivation for that one? It's right there. And, um, you know, San Jose and the Ducks and the list goes on and on. So um, I think Leafs Nation was right to be dramatic. They were right to be upset. It's years of built-up frustration and resentment so yeah it's been uh, it's been a brutal start for the Leafs this weekend is going to tell us I think a lot about what this team really is not based on how many points they take out of Boston Carolina Vegas but the way that they play in those games that's what I'm watching to me like it's not about how many wins or how many points they take out of that three game little um set there it's what do they look like? How do they handle the adversity of it? Do they look like they can compete with Boston, with Carolina, with Vegas? So we'll see. Is this a hot take if saying if they play Shogren this weekend, they're punting a game? Like, is that a fair assessment? Because we seem to have this conversation a lot on this show where it's like analytics and I get it. You don't want to play your number one back to back. But in my opinion, Jackie, if there's a reason, if there's a moment to play your back to back, it's this weekend and play Ilya Samsonov in both games, agree or disagree? Um, I think to contemplate what that, what message that would send, right? Like we're early in the season, we're like 10 games in or whatever we are, and you're gonna play Samsonov back-to-back nights. It seems a little bit desperate maybe in a situation where you're playing Carolina, you know, the second night of a back-to-back, mm-hmm on the road as well with travel. So it's, um, I don't know that it's the right move. And for Shalgren, like, I mean, I feel bad for this guy, right? He is supposed to be in the American Hockey League. Even there, his numbers aren't sensational. And I don't think the Leafs have really played, you know, all that well in front of him in the games that he has played. So um, I think I would still play Shalgren. I know that might be something Leafs fans don't want to hear, but I just wonder if you play Samsonov back to back, it's like, what message does that that send Shalgren, who, by the way, like you might need more often than you would like this season. And what message does it send your team? So that you're worried, that you're panicking, that it's a must win set of games where yeah it's not that early but i don't think we're worried about the leafs making the playoffs at this point like that offense is gonna find itself it it did on wednesday night against philly so yeah i just think you have to think and this is the situation the leafs put themselves in not to go on a crazy tangent here where every little thing they do it means something it's scrutinized how does it affect the players how does it affect the coach, how, you know, how does it affect everything? And we've seen that already with Sheldon Keith. I mean, that guy's been put under a microscope. Everything he does gets analyzed, every decision. So um, I think I would just stick to the normal, play Samsonov against Boston, play Shalgren against the Canes, and, like, let the boys know, like, hey, 
can you actually put up a decent effort in front of this guy tonight? Like, that would be nice. That would help him immensely. Yeah, because pardon the sarcasm, they haven't done that and tried that for the last six years. And there's been a response, right, with this Leafs team. Um, do you think it's time for a change in Toronto, Jackie, whether it be the GM or the coach? Um, I thought there should have been a change this offseason. That was my opinion. Um, and and really, you know, when Dubas said, I'm going to run it back, I'm going to keep this core together, it's like, okay, so you're not going to change the core. You're not going to change the coach. You're not changing yourself. So what? you're not going to change anything despite year after year of the same result? To me, it's like I could understand it after the Montreal series, right? Like that's devastating, embarrassing way to go out. They were better than that. They should have beat Montreal. Like I understand running it back after Montreal. But then you still lost. And I don't care that you got respect in the handshake line. And I don't care that you <laughs> did actually have a good showing against Tampa. Like, yes, you played very well. Still laid an egg in game four. Laid an egg, no showed game four. I will always go back to that. I was pissed about it then. I'm pissed about mm -hmm. it now. Like, you're up 2-1 in Tampa in a series that you have to win. And you no show in a game. Is that the players? Is that the coach? Is it the roster construction? Um, those are all the questions. But to get back to the original question, I thought that there should have been, if they were going to trade a player in the offseason, I thought they should make a coaching change. Not because I don't think Sheldon Keefe's a good coach. I do think he's a good coach. I just don't know that he can take this specific group further than he already has. Take that next step with them as a first-time NHL coach as someone that doesn't have as much pedigree. I think, you know, this conversation around the stars and the coach and what is that relationship and how do you how do you speak about them in the media? How do you send messages to them? I think that is very, very much something that is um, an issue the Leafs need to work out because I don't think that they've figured out the answer to that question as an organization yet. And I'm not sure that, you know, coming into this season that, that Sheldon Keith maybe should have been the guy. But again, like I want to say, I do think Sheldon Keith is a good coach, right? I know yeah. the records. I know all of that. But at a certain point, and it happens to every coach, you reach, a, you reach that, that chapter where it's like, okay, am I the guy that can take them to the next, to that next level? And, and I don't know. I guess we're going to find out, right? Like Dubas isn't firing yeah. him. So we're going to find no. out if Keith can figure this thing out this season. No, it's an expired expiry date. I always like to reference it to John Tortorella. He's, he always seems to have an expiry date everywhere he coaches. And I think to your point, the coach is usually the scapegoat. Well, I think it's probably, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I think he's a scapegoat. He will be the scapegoat. I think ultimately this falls on the GM. I'm still looking for that killer instinct. Remember the one from two years ago, they have a catchphrase every off season. Two years ago, they were in search of that killer instinct. I guess the search party ended. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> and, you know, to go back, like, your your question yeah. before, right, was like, do you think they should have made a change in the offseason? My answer was yes. Yeah. But now that we're here, right, like, we did we did a segment the other day on the show, on our show on NHL Network, blame rankings. So, like, if you had to rank the blame, because there's blame to go around, right? Like, it's never sure. just one yeah. thing. Like, and you had to go management, players, and coach. Like, what order would you put it in? And I really thought for a long time that I might put Sheldon Keith third on that list because the players mm -hmm. are good and the core has to perform. And that is what the theory of this team is, is that if those four do what they can do, 
they're going to win, right? Um, but I do think there it's that it's a flawed roster. I think it lacks depth in every position. It lacks depth at forward. The bottom six, I don't think, has provided a lot to this point this year. Um, minus camp. I think that the defense lacks a lot of depth and it's even scarier when you see a team like the Boston Bruins doing what they're doing. And what do they have, right? They have Hampus Lindholm now, who's just like carrying things on the back end while Charlie McAvoy's out. But when he comes back, they got McAvoy and Lindholm. Even the Sabres, right? Like Rasmus Dahlin, Owen Power, who despite being very young, has looked pretty good actually for a young defenseman coming into the league. That's two powerhouses on the back end, right? The Leafs, what do they have? Like, yes, Morgan Riley's a good defenseman, but he's not Charlie McAvoy. And I don't mm -hmm. think he's Hampus Lindholm either. And then Jake Muzzin is hurt all the time. So even if you were to get an effective Jake Muzzin, you can't rely on him being in the lineup. So I, I the back end for me is spooky. I know Halloween's over, but it's just, it's scary. No, it is very scary. And I feel that way about Justin Hall. I'm happy we went like 15 minutes here. Didn't bring up Justin Hall. It's been a work in progress. That's the best I could put it for Justin Hall. Okay, last one. I'll let you go. Uh, we got to tie in your wrestling because you know I'm a big wrestling fan. Which WWE sure. superstar, past or present, best depicts the Toronto Maple Leafs? I'm thinking The Miz because they've had the glitz and glamour. They've done their things in the past, but they all, they're also prone to embarrassment too, like this current storyline. How dare you? The Miz has won things. <laughs> the Miz has won a lot. Grand Slam champion, is he not? Like, he is, the but Miz the, is the Leafs won back in the day. The Leafs won back in the day, too. Okay, well, we're not talking about the 67 Leafs here on this show, <laughs> right? Like, I Miz am, wasn't I even am. around in 67, so that's not even fair. He didn't even even alive. But I answer? will say, right, like, the, the Miz has reached the mountaintop. The Leafs haven't, so wrestling fans will know this comparison well. I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt because Bray Wyatt, he looks good. He sounds good. He makes you think he's going to do big things, and then he never freaking wins. He never wins, so I I'll go Bray Wyatt. How's that? What do you think of that one? I love that answer, and that's why I asked you the question because I knew you'd have a witty response to that, Jackie. So we'll leave it at that. I know my uh, my co-host was disappointment, uh, disappointed he could be here today, but we'll have you on down the road. Appreciate you taking some time today. Yeah, send my best to Jay Rosehill and uh, keep up the good work, you guys. You as well. Take care. That is uh, Jackie Redman of the NHL Network and WWE. Always bringing it, and just a solid response. I didn't even think of Bray Wyatt, who's uh, back in WWE a couple weeks ago. And that, that was no shot at The Miz, by the way. I'm a big-time wrestling fan. It was just more so like I'm trying to correlate and compare the Toronto Maple Leafs to what they'd be or who they'd be as a WWE superstar. So make sure to give Jackie a follow. She's tremendous, does great work for TNT, the NHL, and also WWE. For now, we're going to get to the wrap-up. It's brought to you by our friends at Points Back Canada. I love how confident I was on yesterday's show. So number one, I'm like, here we go. Shot props on Points Bet Canada, must win territory. Then I throw you Mika Zibanejad, who's got like a billion shots in four games, plus money. What happens? Well, guy gets one shot on goal and they play the big bad Boston Bruins. But we're going to get back to it tonight. I'm going back to a shot prop. Give me Victor Olofsson of the Buffalo Sabres, over two and a half shots on goal. They're playing Carolina in the back-to-back. Anti-Ronta expects to go in that game. Olofsson's cleared in four straight. He has 20 shots on goal in the past four games. And as mentioned, the Carolina Hurricanes on the back-to-back. -back. So 
I'm hoping for some better love on the shot prop market on this Friday as opposed to Thursday. And I think the price is pretty decent as well when it comes to Victor Olofsson, who loves shooting the puck. We saw this a couple of years back. He's shooting it once again. And of course, there's attachment there in the top six to the big boys and certainly on the power play too. So that's my look for today. Victor Olofsson over two and a half shots on goal. With that in mind, I'm going to wrap. Uh, I'd like to thank the Jay Rosehill first and foremost for his three hits with Rosie. Knocked it out of the park again. Jay Ro Rosehill won't be back with us on Monday. He'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, he's working once again, but three hits with Rosie will come on Monday. And certainly Jay will have a lot to say considering the lease of a back-to-back -back this weekend. Again, at home to the Boston Bruins, then visiting the Carolina Hurricanes on Sunday. And lastly, I'd like to thank Jackie Redmond for dropping by. Again, make sure to give her a follow on Instagram, Twitter, Be Real, wherever the hell she is these days. She's doing uh, amazing work. But for now, I'm going to bid you farewell. TGIF, another Friday in the books, another week in the books of Leafs Morning Take. Enjoy your weekend. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 